Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Tuesday, where you're going to hear a powerful testimony of God's grace revealed in human lives. Each Tuesday, you'll hear Pastor Adam interviewing pastors from around the world to share the mighty miracles that God has done in their lives to give you hope for yours. We share the stories of the men behind the messages you hear every other day on this podcast. Keep in mind that the free version only includes a portion of the whole testimony interview. To listen to the full version, use the links in the show notes to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Supercast.tech. Every dollar goes to supporting world evangelism. Enjoy today's Testimony Tuesday. Hello and welcome back to the Virginia Beach Potter's House Sermon Podcast. This is Pastor Adam with you again, and I have the great privilege of welcoming to the show for Testimony Tuesday, our brother Dempsey Deswood. Welcome to this episode, sir. I am glad to be on your show. Oh, awesome. That is so great. Well, so I, I know that uh, before we had spoken to schedule this interview, um, I, I'm not sure that we had spoken before. I'm sure we've probably seen each other at conferences from time to time. Um, but what, what our audience needs to know is that, you know, I have my own uh, circle of pastors that I know, and I've got my own little bubble of people, you know, Chandler Wing and, uh, and so people that I reach out to. But, you know, I was really challenged as I was thinking about scheduling these interviews was uh, was thinking about pastors outside of my my little bubble. And so um, what I started doing is just kind of going through the, the pastor's book and the mailing list and um, purpose, purposefully uh, choosing people that uh, I hadn't spoken to before and, and didn't know. So uh, you get to be the first one of those, Pastor Dempsey. So welcome. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, tell us where you are, where you are, and uh, and where you're from. Give us the the basic five minute overview. Okay, I was um I'm, I was disciple under Pastor Artie. Um, so, okay, so I uh, so I got launched out of the Gallup conference into um, Browning, Montana, at about uh, seventeen hours. Uh, north of the Navajo Reservation into another reservation called uh, in the Blackfeet Reservation uh, in Browning, Montana. This is about an hour south of the Canadian border. And I've been there wow. for six years. And, and I recently went to the Gallup Conference and there was a need, another need in, in Tuba City, Arizona. And God was just dealing with me the whole, the whole um, conference. So so I, so I barely, I said, Pastor, I'll, I'll, I'll take over Tuba City. And here I am in Tuba City, Arizona. Back. Tuba City, Arizona. So for those who are not aware of where that is, can you give us a little, uh, give, give us a little direction? All right. This uh, Tuba City is like between um, <clears throat> a little bit north of Flagstaff, probably like an hour. Um, it's between Page and Flagstaff. So it's on the Re- Navajo Reservation and the border of the Hopi reservation as well. So does that mean that you are attracted to cold atmospheres? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes. 
Okay. Well, uh, I'm fascinated at your at your um, decisions uh, so far in ministry to go to Montana. I, I I can't recall ever hearing of a fellowship church in Montana. I might be wrong, but what, were you were you the only church there when you were there? Um, at that point, yeah, we were there for we were there pioneering for the uh, the first two years. We were there alone, and but we had um, churches that would come from Canada to help us out, from Edmonton. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. Well, Pastor Dempsey, I would love to uh, to hear your story of uh, you know your your upbringing and your background, and and tell us uh, tell us about the miracles that God did to to bring you into salvation. All right. So I grew up in a in a broken home. Um. An alcoholic family, a family of poverty. Um, so the furthest I can remember is um, I, I can remember my dad always drinking um, ever since I was young. So I, I eventually, um, I'm, I'm probably like my siblings, we have about six. So I was probably like the middle child. Eventually, my older brothers, I have two older brothers, an older sister, a younger sister, and a younger brother. So eventually my older brother started drinking and I started um, started following the same pattern as as my older brothers. And so as as a young kid, um, I, I felt like I was getting less attention, less attention. And, and, and I started selling drugs at a young age. At a young age, I was probably like in eighth grade when I first started um, uh, dealing drugs and, and I grew up. I grew up on the Navajo Reservation um, in a uh, little bit uh, north of Chinle, Arizona, where Pastor Artie Aragon is pastoring at. And so there it was um, for, for years and years. Uh, I kind of grew up on the more of the traditional side. I, I didn't go to church. I, I, I was not raised in church. I didn't, I didn't believe in Jesus. I didn't believe in the church. I I probably have, and I think about it, I probably have walked by Pastor Artie's church like many times and not even thinking about going to that church ever. And so so throughout my high school years and my college years, I, I eventually started selling drugs and started hanging out with, with friends and started dealing drugs out of my mom's house. And... And as a young man, growing up like that and just being introduced with the drugs and alcohol being a norm uh, in, in my household, um, eventually I, I started um, having all sorts of drugs in, in my closet, uh, pounds and pounds of drugs and, and having all sorts of pit bulls around my home, even in, in, my, in my bedroom at one point. And, and I would just deal drugs as a teenager and throughout college and throughout um throughout my life I was that's that's the the life I lived was a reckless lifestyle and I remember getting into all sorts of things as a young man as a young teenager I, I got into um about three car accidents in in the past in in, in those years <clears throat> and as a young man I started hanging out with all sorts of guys and all sorts of different people um just hanging out late at night and started 
joining, clicking up with a look with a local gang there, and we would do some crazy, crazy things. And in my senior year in high school, I remember, uh, I, I I remember my friend, one of my closest friends, uh, he he um we were all drinking and and this was probably like after school and and we we started getting into a big old fight a big old fight broke out and and he ended up um killing a guy right in front of everybody uh, all of us in front of us in front of all of us uh the whole gang and we were right there right beside the catholic church as well right in broad daylight and and most of us young teenagers had to had to go to court for that and 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 i remember going to court and all of that and and the life i live i was a very troubled young man a troubled teenager mm. so uh, i'm just curious um i i know just from uh, you know, living in Arizona, and we also live uh, close to an Indian reservation. We we actually, uh, I can remember, uh, we had started a Bible study out there on the res- res- on the reservation near Chandler, and uh, I can't describe all of the demonic stuff that happened as a result of that Bible study. You know, I I, I you know before that time, I don't think I ever remember going through such spiritual battles until we, you know, we started doing that and outreaching there. And maybe uh, it, could you describe what, you know, the, what the situation was like uh, living on the res and, uh, you know, just the, the normal standard living? I mean, from your description of it so far, it doesn't sound too great. <laughs> well, as a, as a growing up in a, in a reservation and in a, and as a Native American, it's it's challenging. I mean, there's there's so many things that are you see that just are normal to 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 Native men and women. You, you see all sorts of domestic violence. You see all sorts of um, drugs and alcohol. All all sorts of things that are just going on in in, in closed doors. And and a lot of people don't talk about the uh, they, they don't want to bring down the family so so they they keep it down low they don't talk about these things that happen in the home and 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 it's kind of it's kind of like shaming the family if you know what I mean right um, and, and what I can recall also and you know feel free to to correct me if if I have an incorrect understanding. But do you think that uh, that there there's spiritual forces at work? I mean, looking back on your life before Jesus, you said you were brought up more on the traditional side. I, I'm just curious, what does that mean to you, and, and how did it affect how you were living? Um, more of a traditional side. I, I grew up my um, I, I grew up um, in dancing powwow and and going to these all all sorts of um social um song and dances that 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 occur these these things that um uh it's it's very very normal in the in the um native american um uh circle um so so uh, that's 
I, I, I can see it right now that there was some things that I, I shouldn't have done as a, uh, uh, as a Christian <laughs> today. And so, so, so that's, that's really how the life I lived. I, I, I really, um, I, I seen a lot of things. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and what you've described so far, just gangs and, uh, you're, you're not only doing a lot of drugs, but dealing drugs and then capped off to see a, a friend of yours actually kill somebody in the courtroom drama and all this. So where is that leading to? Um, like I said, my, my life was, I, I was living a reckless lifestyle. I mean, I, I didn't really care how, how my life was at that point as a young, as a young man, I, I remember uh, a guy pulling a shotgun in, into my face at one point. And, and I was like a, a known drug dealer in town. And as, as he was holding that shotgun in my face, I looked at him clearly straight in the eye and I said, do me a favor. I said, why, why don't you just do me a favor? And he looked at me and he looked at, looked at me straight in my eyes and he said, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. And, and that's, that's basically how, how crazy I was when I was a young teenager. Uh, I, I remember getting into shootouts and, and, and beating up people and, and, and getting beat up as well in, in, in all kinds of rumbles. And, and, and I just seen so many things that, that really, really touches my heart today that, man, I, I just want to reach out to the, to these young teenagers, these young men and women, not to follow the steps that I, that I was walking as a young man. And so I'm curious, you say with a traditional background and the native American practices and, and the, you know, religion, uh, of those those um those people i'm i'm just curious did did you ever sense any um any draw of the holy spirit like what i what's curious to me is that when i hear stories like this it's very common that at some point god begins dealing with you did you ever have any moments like that like moments of conscience or introspection and you begin just thinking about there's something wrong with life did, and you sense maybe the Holy Spirit, maybe you didn't even know it was the Holy Spirit at the time, but did you have any background that, that started leading you toward God? At that point, no, when I was young and my, my mindset was, um, uh, I was like a spiritually, um, in, into this native roots and native backgrounds and, and and all of that that's that's where all my my energy was going and and i i didn't really feel that at that point but later on down the road as i as i got saved and as i started living for god i i i just had to push away all of these things that that really just exposed really god just exposed some things in my life and I never never touched never went back to these areas and in in these areas that 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 um that I once went uh, that I once was 
involved in. Okay. And so how did that journey begin, the the journey to Christ? Because it's, uh, did somebody witness to you? You see, as we fast forward the tape uh, back in 2009, you see, my wife at, or my girlfriend at that time, she was, she, she was, she was going, she was going to church in and out of church, in and out of church. But back in the day when I was uh, a young kid, a, a rebel, a young thug, a, a, a crazy guy, we, we, we used to hang out and we had, we had, um, and I had, I never had a thought I've ever been with her and so until 2009 is that when we barely started um shacking up you could say <laughs> I pulled her out of the church I took her from Pastor Artie and 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 that whole year we were in and out of church and I would go to church for one month or or I would go to church for like every every other week or i would probably go to church only twice a month and so you were going for her basically yeah yeah (laughs) so eventually what happened was that she uh left me this was back in 09 of i i believe was october and that whole month of october I, i i just felt like i was just going crazier than than normal and i i just started drinking more than i should and i started um using drugs more than i should and by the end of october i believe it was november 1st around there is when i started having these thoughts of 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 suicide and and i almost and i was ready to commit suicide that night and everybody was calling me. Everybody was texting me. And that time I had a flip phone and, and flip, phone, flip phones were cool back then. And so here I was behind my house uh, making a noose, ready to give it all up, get ready to f- not feeling that love for my, for my mom, my dad, my siblings, my, my friends. They were all gone. Um, my girlfriend, she left me and there I was, um, high, drunk, and ready to commit suicide. And I remember a phone call that came, and and uh, that phone call, I, I didn't know the number, because all of these numbers were popping up. I, I knew their numbers. I knew who was calling. And this phone number popped up, and lo and behold, it was Pastor Artie. He says, Sonny boy, why don't you just come swing by the church and let's talk about this. Wow. I, Did you have any kind of relationship with him at this point? Uh, you know how Pastor Artie is. He, you meet him once and he, he kind of doesn't, he, he doesn't really forget about you. And so every now and then he would, he would always, I would run into him and he would always say, Hey, Groovy, Hey, Groovy, how you doing? And this and that. And, and I would just, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. But I wasn't. I wasn't. Really, I wasn't doing good on the inside. And so November 3rd of 2009 is when I really gave my life to Christ. I hitchhiked about 
15 miles to get to the church. First, I hitchhiked to his house. He wasn't there. Got back on the road. I hitchhiked all the way back, all the way to the church, to the Chinle Church. And there I walked through the doors. I looked in the office. He wasn't there. I heard some men talking in the back. And I walked back there into the into the kitchen. And Pastor Artie was there on his knees, um, putting down, laying down floor, some some tiles and and all of that. I was like, who's this guy? This guy's dirty. And this guy, oh, I never never met a pastor like that. I never never met a pastor that works and and always being being around people. And so he tells me, come on, let's go into the office. Not even three minutes later, I walked out. I walked out of the office. I felt this big old burden just come off of my shoulders. The spirit just came came out of me. And I just felt so relieved and so so full of joy and 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 I never felt that ever before. And as I walked out of the church and I got to the road and here my friends pull up, all of them, most of them, all in a ride, they're pulling up, and they pull up right in front of me, and the whole ride was, was filled with smoke and smelt like alcohol. And they say, let's go get in. Then I'm then that day I made a decision. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm all right. So I walked away from them. I walked the other way. And so so I I, I really believe that the devil was tempting me that oh, day. Yeah. He put a he put a plan together just for you, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Man, what so so you uh you were converted that day. Uh what I'm wondering, what did Pastor say to you in three minutes that convinced you to your whole life to change like that? Um I I, I need a change in my own myself. I, I, I need a change. I, I knew I needed a change. I mean, I, I've been in and out of jail. Um the longest I've been sober when I got out of jail was probably like two weeks less than two weeks and and if you'd like to hear the rest of this sermon subscribe today it's only three dollars a month when you subscribe at supercast.tech or 4.99 per month when subscribing in apple podcasts links are in the show notes we thank you for joining us on this special preview of the vbph sermon podcast Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. 
we remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three. Premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four. Our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe, because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.